Well, hi there, and welcome to another broadcast of Boulder Not Older. This is a show for you folks out there living your best life in your older years. Uh, what is it that we say? It's uh, maintaining, give me exactly what it is, Gwen, staying alive after 55, living alive after 55? Yes, it's, it's a mental thing. It's just a number, but your attitude has more to do with it than the number. I've seen people that... um act old and they're only 30 years old um it's a mental state and 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 just because we're getting older does not mean we don't need to be alive and active and engaging we can still continue it on life we still have time that's the voice of gwen collins she's the host of our show here and she is also uh the one that coordinates things at the dunn senior center uh inside our building at uh uh, the college owns it uh, done. I'm right, gonna, correct. You know, I talk for a living. Can you tell? Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're here to talk about some of the things that uh, that the Dunn Center offers. But uh, we, we try to bring out different topics and things that may be of interest. And uh, as we get into the month of October, we're getting into the last quarter of the year. Correct. Big holiday season. Lots of festivities. Yes. Um, you know, well, Halloween coming up in the first right. few weeks here. Uh, some people, the whether that's a holiday to really pay attention to or not. But, you know, fall time, harvest, trick-or-treat, costumes. And, uh, you know, why can't uh, older folks get involved in that and have a lot of fun? That's true. And a lot of times we forget that tradition has our traditions change. I remember not only as my son trick-or-treating and having things at church, and then I had my grandchildren. I got to enjoy that experience of going with them trick-or-treating. But now that I'm older, I have don't have that in my life. Life changes, so mm-hmm. I had to readjust. So now I participate in something with the fall because um, the church had a fall festival, and they had games to play, and I ran a game. I ran a cornhole game, and that's where the adults could do as well as the children and gave out prizes. Or we can have a thing at the senior center. We'll have um, special kind of um, coffee, or we'll have a special kind of apple cider, or this year we're going to have a costume party for the adults. Okay, okay. And then we have a judging. We have the students in the barbering or the culinary judge. Um, and then they give out prizes, and then we line dance, and then we have we're going this year we're going to have a big pizza, and and just celebrate not only the fall, but also um, have a few laughs and make new friends and have that social interaction because a lot of them are like myself, they don't have anybody to take trick or treat or tr- they live where they won't have anybody coming knocking at their door. So this is a way that I can celebrate the beautiful weather of the fall, which I'm so glad it's starting to cool off and also make new friends. And when we did the um, costume contest last year, the ideas the seniors came up with was just phenomenal. And that made it so much fun. You know, you mentioned uh, possibly not having younger folks around. And I want to get to that aspect in a little bit. But right. first, I want to know, what are some of the more interesting costumes that you've seen? Well, we had one that was Miss, Mr. Potato Head last year. Okay. <laughs> and then we had Didn't one- literally take his arms off, did he? No, but okay. they look like Mr. Potato Head. Then we had one that uh, um, looked like they were riding a, a horse. Uh, you couldn't figure out 
we, where one stop and more ended. That was a cute costume. Um, we had one lady who looked like a pumpkin. That was so cute. She made it herself. She's the one who actually won. Okay. She okay. came up with her own idea. We were so proud of her. And then we had some that um, they would, if they didn't know nothing else, they had a T-shirt that says, this is my costume. <laughs> and I thought that was cute, too. But the whole idea is we laughed about it. We took pictures. We had a good time together. And that is so important as yes. we get older. We we sometimes forget friendship is so important. Mm-hmm. You don't always, in this society today, people moving and they're, um, you don't always get to see your family. So this is a friendship is the next thing. To me, having a friend is worth more than money. You know, I think that might be especially important as we talk into more of the uh, the holidays that we think of when we gather with people. Right. And normally we think of family in this, but, you know, friends as well, you know, making plans for Thanksgiving and for Christmas and for some of the other December holidays. Uh, and of course, as we grow up, as we go through life, there's certain things that we've established as traditions, Correct. things that we get used to. Uh, but then for various reasons, those things that we get used to may not be the same this year as they Correct. were in years past. And uh, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about those that may be in that situation where perhaps they're not going to be able to do the things that they want to do or that they're used to doing. Um, Let's spend a little bit of time focusing on uh, maybe some signs to watch for for people that aren't really forthcoming in those things, but you can tell they're struggling. Right. Because life happens and life is one thing about life is going to be changed no matter what. Your situation might change, whether you've got family members or loved ones that are passed away or you've got family that's moved far away or you're physically disabled to cook the meal or have the meal at your house or whatever it is. So I'll give you the best example. When COVID hit um, the first year, the first Christmas, I was divorced and I had COVID hit and my family didn't get together. The reason is my, I couldn't even go to my sister's. Her, her children are in their 20s and they had been exposed to so many different people. I could not risk being around somebody who had COVID because I had to still deliver meals to seniors. Mm-hmm. So to keep from going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, you're going to think this is crazy. Nobody even came to my house, but I decorated seven Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. Um, you would thought I was trying to do a... Um, uh, built more house on a budget, rather. <laughs> but the whole thing was to keep my mind occupied, keep the holiday spirit, because I knew that you couldn't even see your neighbors. You have to do whatever you have to do. We won't go get together like we normally have. Our parents had passed away. Our grandparents had passed away. I was divorced. COVID had come. Couldn't get, a, get around friends anymore. So um, we did a lot of phone calls. Um, we did... um send a lot of cards out we did i did different things to keep my mind occupied just to get me through that now i wonder how well do you think those sort of things help in combating whatever feelings that we may have when we're separated from others uh versus maybe those things actually maybe being a trigger to when you start doing something and then it causes you to think about the thing that you're used to doing or the person that you're missing that very good point. I know um, Christmas was one of my mother's favorite, 
favorite in the whole wide world um, holiday. And I really do miss her more at Christmas than any other time because she made a lot of her Christmas decorations. Mm -hmm. And she loved crafts and she loved Christmas. And I remember um, after the COVID when we was out and about and she had passed away, I remember going to a store that had their Christmas decorations for sale and they had all these beautiful ornaments and trees. And I remember tears running down my face. Because I would kept thinking, oh, my mother would love, mama would love to see this. Oh, I could just remember, remember past things. She would like to see this. Oh, I'd see, a, um, I had a grandson who really liked penguins. And I saw a penguin ornament and I thought about that. Mm-hmm. Things like that, it triggers things. And so I had to realize that life had changed. We're not going to get together like we used to. So I had to find a new way personally to cope. I had to find my own way of coping with the holidays, whether it be the fall. Like I said earlier, I got involved with a group that meets um, at the Senior Center. That's a good example. Or a group in your neighborhood. Um, also, too, reaching out and helping somebody else. Also, I had learned, to that I'm not cooking the big Thanksgiving dinner like I used to anymore. So this year when the holidays came, because I don't have that many family members left, I had a get together at my house that was kind of between Christmas and Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And I invited friends to come and um, some family members, a whole lot of new people that I never even had at my home. And we had a blast. That's a new tradition that I'm going to start. So I think the whole thing is, is being prepared. I think that you don't realize if you've never experienced a loss of a loved one or the, I'm not going to be having the big meal at my house anymore, or I'm not going to travel to my daughter's house, for example, because I can't afford to, or I'm not physically able to get together, make a way to celebrate it. I have a girlfriend, her son was in Europe for three years, so she did not get to see her grandchildren or her son, Mm. but they would FaceTime. She didn't even know how to do that, but she learned how to do that. She would make phone calls. She would, um, the children would send her cards, handmade cards from, from England over to her, um. We have to look at things to keep our mind occupied. But I do know the best advice I can give anybody is to, when when this happens, is first of all, count your blessings. Start thinking about all the things you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. That's a biggie. If you can do that. And the second thing, to get your mind off yourself. I've always, my grandmother used to say, uh, don't have a pity party and definitely don't send out invitations. She would always say, go do something nice for somebody else. That'll get your mind off of it quicker than anything else. Do something kind to somebody. Uh, if you bake cookies, run to somebody's door. With, you know, they got children. Put the cookies in a box, knock on the door, leave. That That is so much fun. Um, you find out just little things you do. Mm-hmm. Bake bread. Make a card. Pick up the phone. Something to lift somebody else up. When you start doing that, you take the focus off of you. You, you take the focus on somebody else. And that helps you get through. Well, this is a new tradition. Now, I'm going to start doing this. Can't have the big Christmas dinner or whatever religion you have. I can't have people over at my house anymore. I, You know, I've lost a spouse. I've lost a loved one, a parent, a grandparent. I've got to create new traditions, new ideas to make new memories. Um, 
it's very hard to move on. But if we don't have anything already in place and plan, that makes a difference. Say, listen, I'm going to step out and go to that social gathering, for example. You know, I think the word that you use there that I think is really important is plan. Plan. You know, here we are. uh, This is going out in the beginning of October. Right. Not a bad idea to start thinking now about what you're going to do in November and December. Now, I know I have someone I love dearly that says I don't know how to make a plan and I laugh all the time. I'm like, yes, you do. You just don't realize you're doing it. But when you know that you go ahead and say Thanksgiving's going to be rough or anniversary of loved one's going to be rough, go ahead and start thinking ahead of time. What can I do to get through this? Positive things. Think about what you could do to help somebody or bless somebody else. Think of starting a new tradition. What if I invited some of my neighbors over for just a cup of coffee? Simple things. Um, what if I started making an ornament to give to the neighbors, mm-hmm. different things. Um, what if I decide, no, I can't sing. But I know some people have got beautiful voices. I love to hear a choir sing. It doesn't have to be necessarily Christmas songs. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. There's things we need to plan ahead because if you don't and that time comes, all you're going to do is be left alone with nothing to look forward to. Um, I think part of life is we do have change. That is automatically going to happen. But if we know ahead of time this is going to be difficult, um, make plans to do something special that day or around that time. Be kind to yourself. Sometimes we're not kind to ourselves. When I get down and out for my own self, um, I'll go get a pedicure. Okay. Okay. That'll sound exciting to you, but it's a big deal to me because I'm too old. I can't. Well, I don't know. I'm looking at my fingers right now. But, or either I make a point to call a friend on the phone I hadn't talked to a while. Catch up on, see what's going on. What's going on in your life? Ask them questions. Or call somebody up and say, hey, you want to come over here and, like I said earlier, a cup of coffee? Or do you want to meet? If it's nothing but McDonald's, can I meet you at McDonald's and let's just sit and talk? Mm-hmm. I've done that before. Have, keeping in touch with people. Still making yourself out there. It's so important. We are not humans to be an island we're supposed to intermingle we're supposed to socialize when we get in trouble is when we isolate too much when the COVID hit i had said last time when we had the broadcasting i had in one year 50 seniors to die Mm -hmm. and out of the 50 only eight of them died of COVID. the other one literally died from loneliness they were already physically disabled and then you isolate them Nobody can't even see them. We couldn't even go in their house and bring their food. We had to knock on their doors and leave their food. Isolation. We are not made to be by ourselves. We are social creatures. And I think, you know, so I hear you say these things about what we can do to plan and prepare. And, you know, all these different activities sound great. Right. But, you know, as you mentioned, some people are not good planners. Some people, maybe they want to, but they can't think of step one and or know Correct. how to kind of break away from themselves to be able to do these things. What can some of us that know some of these people that struggle in these ways, what are ways that we can empower them to be able to uh, make it through these times? Great point. I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of times people forget about other folks who's lost a loved one, um, lost a job, uh, their health's decline. We forget. We get so focused on ourselves. We need to start thinking about somebody. You know, um, Susie May down the street, you know, she just lost her husband and she don't have any family around. You know, it would be a good idea if I just picked up the phone and say, hey, um, can I come over? Would, would you like a visit? Or we're having 
Thanksgiving dinner or we're going to have a cookout. Why don't you come over? I'll be glad to pick you up and take you back. We forget that we need to sometimes reach out or um, senior center. I encourage them to invite a friend. I really encourage, you know, we're having the best time over here. I'll come by and pick you up. Or if you can't come, we'll see if we can get away. Churches, churches are real good about having social groups. Some people are not good at that. I'm a very extroverted person, as you can tell. Some people are very withdrawn or introverted. You need to step out of your comfort zone and go talk to that person and see, get them involved in something. Maybe they won't want to go anywhere. Maybe they would just like for you just to pick up the phone and call them or write them a note, send them a card. Little things do make a difference. I think that's that's really good to know. Just you know, to be perceptive and even just to make the offer. Sometimes that's enough for someone to realize, oh, you know, someone does care about me. Someone does want me to be active and participate in life. Um, I see another problem that happens though, as people get older, sometimes they lose touch with family members, with loved ones. Yes. And it's not because of anything in their own situation, Correct. but it could be that, uh, you know, we talked about, you know, maybe family members move away or a- as sometimes happens, sometimes there's a grift between yes. Yes. people and the drama that kind yes. of ensues with that. Um, are, are there ways that uh, someone can approach a situation like that and either shoot for reconciliation or try to work around some of these things? That is a very good, first of all, if you've got any kind of um, entanglement, estrangement with another person, especially a loved one. If you can reach out to them, it doesn't mean they're going to respond, but at least if you reach out. Um, I know for a fact I have some people that, that are out of my life, not by choice, but because of a situation. So what I have done is I have a basket. And every holiday, every birthday, every whatever big event, I have a card. And I write it to that person. I put it in an envelope with my name signed with a few little words. And I put it in that basket. And I've already told um, some of my loved ones, my friends and family members, if if when I pass away, will you please make sure they get this? I want them to know that I had continued to pray for them and think about them. Sometimes you can't control a situation. You can't make anybody do anything. Mm-hmm. But if you do this, I feel good about it. I feel like, you know, they might not know today that I had them on my mind. I can't control the situation. I can't force the issue. But I do have this now that one day they're going to get to see. That was how I had to cope um, because I didn't know how else to cope. And it kind of made me get through that that day. Does that make any sense for you? Well, yeah. As a matter of fact, you know, that can also be somewhat of a self-therapy sort true, of thing. Very true. You know, uh, especially for those of us that do believe that forgiveness and reconciliation ought to be an important thing yes. to know that, you know, even if you can't control the other side or have the other side kind of see the importance of it, that your own conscience is clear in that regard. Yes. And I think that we forget sometimes just because you have forgave somebody and ready to move on doesn't mean they are Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, even if you try. So you have to do what you have to do. I even had done this before. You really gonna think I'm crazy. But I had gotten so angry at someone one day that I felt like I've got to forgive them. I've got to get over this. And I really need to get this off my chest. So I pretended they were sitting in the chair across from me. And I'd said everything I've been always wanted to say. And then when I did it, I got through, forgot about it. Another thing also um, 
I call it a worryment jar. This is a good thing. I had a friend talk about this. She said, get a jar and write down everything you're worried about and put it in that jar. Put it in that jar. And she said, in six months from now, go look in that jar and see how many things that you were worried about didn't come to pass. Hmm. I did that about two months ago. And I probably put 10 items in that jar. Um, You know how many items I got in that jar now? Only three. That was just two months ago. It works because what you're saying when you're doing this, I acknowledge I have this fear Mm -hmm. or I am anticipating this is going to happen. We get our, sometimes we overthink things. But if I put it in that jar, I'm kind of saying I'm going to leave it, which I have faith in God's hands. I've done all I can do and I'm just going to see how it goes. And And I thought she was crazy when she said that. Well, you know, it worked. It won't hurt. Because if you really think about it, how many times, Fred, have you worried about something and it never did come to pass? Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> but usually it doesn't. We, we work ourselves up in a frenzy. Does that make it yes, what I'm trying yeah. to say? And if you kind of say, OK, I can't control none of this, you're kind of putting it in the jar or whatever to let it go. Just like sometimes when people die. Have you ever seen when people die, they have balloons float away? Oh, yeah. What they're doing is not they don't love that person. Not that they they don't grieve that loss. What they're saying is, I'm going to let go. I'm trusting that you're in a better place. I think that's what they're saying. They're trying to let go of that because you can't physically touch them. You're still letting them know that you know they're somewhere safe now. Great, great. Well, you know, as we are planning for the uh, the rest of the year and, and the different holidays and different things that are coming up, uh, we did talk at the beginning of the broadcast about uh, the harvest party um, that uh, that happens at the Dunn Center. Uh, yes. Is, when is that scheduled for? Well, we we'll, um, just need to leave a message at the Dunn Center and we always give the information in. What we do is we you do not have to have the costume. You can just show up. But I need to have a head count so we'll have enough food. What we do is we have um, the costumes, whoever wants to wear them. We have the judging. We have line dancing. Um, and then afterwards, we have the um, a big pizza party and social hour. And that has been very successful. Um, we don't promote anything um scary or violent we just do it out of fun and you have the choice whether to not to dress up you can come as you are we just want to get together and 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 celebrate the fall celebrate friendship celebrate meeting new people um the best way to get to know somebody is break bread the old saying is Mm -hmm. that's what we do that's why we always have food Uh, and more than welcome for you to come that that's one thing we do then when christmas comes we have a tradition at the senior center Oh, we also have the fall. We all go to the fair. You can go over to sign up over with the Department of Aging. Um, they're going to have a big bus for seniors. Uh, it's going to be on um, the Tuesday. I think I'm telling you the right. Either the 16th or the 7th day is the senior day at the fair. Okay. You pay $5. You register ahead of time. You need to let them know and give the $5 to them by September 25th. That's the Department of Aging here in Lillington. And you ride to the fair. And we get free breakfast from Bojangles. Whoop, whoop. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's already lit me up. And you get all kinds of free stuff, but it's mostly senior day. And they have a lot of things there for the seniors on that day. And they bring you back. We do that in October. Also, um, 
we have the part, the Halloween party. And then in November, I take my seniors to Bear Creek to the Fruitcake Factory. They love going there. And then we go to Miss Lacey's um, restaurant in Sanford. It's an old home that's been renovated, and we have lunch there. And that's been a tradition. I've heard about Miss Lacey's. I haven't had a chance to go yet. Go with a big appetite. It's wonderful. It's all freshly made. It's wonderful. But we make traditions, and at Christmas, we have a sit-down, full-meal dinner at Christmas, and we also have a DJ and dance, and they get their pictures made, and we socialize, and we have a real time. We usually have about 150 people come to that. So I try to have in place at the senior center things to get them through the holidays, um, to have something to look forward to. Um, That, to me, is a big deal. Because I know a lot of my seniors, I've talked to some of them who have adult children that have passed away. Or they have, like I said, their health is so bad. It's all they can do to put one foot in front of the other. They're on oxygen, whatever. To have something to look forward to. To kind of replace, I just want to say, making new memories. Starting a new tradition. We got to understand nothing is ever the same. If it was that case, I'd look like I did when I was 20 years old, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> but I'm saying we need to realize that life goes on and we've got to try to adjust somehow, some way. And I just throw out some different ideas. Okay, great. Well, we have a few minutes left and it's possible that someone's been listening to us and, you know, you're talking about all these different things, some great tips that we've talked about right. getting through the holidays. Uh, but then we've also been talking about the events that are happening at the Dunn Senior Correct. Center and maybe someone saying, that, what is this Dunn Senior Center that you speak of? Uh, let's talk about where the center is located, hours they're open, ways people can contact Correct. We are we are through Central Carolina Community College. It's the Dunn Senior Center. We're at the Dunn Enrichment. It used to be the old schoolhouse. It's off of East Johnson Street. We're in, in Dunn. In Dunn, correct. Mm-hmm. And we're in building 640. Um, we open at 730 in the morning. Usually my seniors are gone Monday through Thursday. They usually leave by 2 or 30. I stay about 4, 4.30. And then on Fridays, we open at 8 and close at noon. And if you need to leave a message, you can leave a message. Please say your phone number slowly so I can call you back. The number is 910-814-8929. Let me say that again. 910-814-8929. Call. Leave a message. Leave me your phone number. I'll call you back and get you in some more information. We have speakers. Uh, We have a grief group. From a, that a counselor has, she's a chaplain as well as a, has a doctorate in counseling. She comes once a month, free of charge. Anybody who's been to counseling knows that is expensive. Oh, yeah. And we have a group session, and it lasts about an hour to an hour and a half. And she gives you tips on how to grieve. We have that. We have speakers. We have crafts. We have line dancing. We have bingo. We have exercise. We have so many activities and. In January, I'm going to be adding on some more things. So, oh wow, we, it's um, a body in motion stays in motion, as yes. I said. Yes. Well, hey, a lot of great stuff that's coming up. Uh, and uh, one of the things I've noticed uh, as we wrap things up here, uh, since you are in a building that is housed by some of the curriculum programs that Correct. the college offers, uh, there, there's the culinary program that's there, the the barbering program that's there. I've gotten a haircut right. there. And and you know what? You, you can't beat the deal that, no. that they offer there. Um, so there's 
a lot of things that happen in that small space. And I, I think the thing that really kind of that I see is kind of like this romantic thing about that place is that you've got these uh, college age students and, and we say college age and we think of a certain age group, right. but really they could be just about any age, Correct. but you have this younger generation for the most part. And I regularly see them intermix with the folks that hang out in the senior center yes. part. And there's this community that forms. And I just think that's really cool. Glad you brought that up. We do have the culinary school. We do have cooking classes twice a year. Um, as you said, the barbering students are there, and um, I've even had them to um, shampoo, blow dry my hair, especially since I had hand surgery. Then we have the early college, high school kids taking college courses. And they come over starting in next month. They're going to come over and start volunteering so that they can intervene and get to know our seniors. Then we have the nursing program at Campbell. They're going to start next Thursday. They're going to come for the next six weeks on Thursdays. Not only will they talk to the seniors, but they'll be teaching classes on subjects the seniors will be interested in. And they'll be exercising with the seniors as well as line dancing and getting to know them. The senior center is not where we just sit there and do nothing. Now, we do have a certain days they want to watch a soap opera and mm-hmm. That is the most funniest thing in the world, just their comments on that. <laughs> yeah. But the seniors I have are a delight. Um, and I like the different age groups we have. That makes it so good. I'm glad you brought that out, Fred. Well, well, hey, let's uh, just real quickly before we close things up, give the information one more time. You're located at 660 East Johnson Street in Dunn. Yes. Uh, phone number, leave a message, 910-814-8929. And you're also on Facebook. Correct. Our Facebook page is CCCC, that's four C's, Dunn Senior Center. Now, when you come to our site, we are in building 640, even though it is 660. That's one of the buildings, but you want to come to the building 640. We'd love for you to come. All right. Well, hey, if you want to listen to this broadcast again, or if you missed the one that we did last month, uh, go online to 883wuaw.com forward slash boulder. And you'll be able to find those there. And uh, you can also check us out on air next month. Gwen Collins, host of Boulder Not Older. Always a fun time. Yes. Thank you so much, Fred.